Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Element City Church. We are thrilled to have you here, especially if you happen to be new. Uh, I met a few of you, but uh, we are so glad to have you here. Thanks for taking a chance and uh, making us a part of your Sunday evenings. Uh, we'd love to invite you a couple things. Uh, you can download our free app from your app store. If you just go there, type in Element City Church, you can download that. And if you happen to be new, we know it takes courage kind of connecting. It's hard connecting. And so we've got a way for you, if you just hit our connection, connection card on our app. You can fill out just a couple quick texts, and I promise we won't spam you, but we'd love to connect with you over the next five or six weeks, just a simple text a week, and you can respond. We'll be able to respond to you and be able to walk with you, kind of maybe finding your fit and putting some roots down around here. Answer any questions you got. If you are new, we've got a 10-minute party that we throw in the back. Guess how long it lasts? Less than 10 minutes, and you get free popcorn. The fact, the best kettle corn this side of the Grand Canyon. If you sign up in the app, you may get something a month from now. I cannot confirm nor deny, but you may get something with that. We, you picked a credible night to be here. Uh, tonight, we're doing kind of a first for us in baptism celebrations. We've done baptisms sporadically around, but tonight, we've got six people, five or six people that are getting baptized, and we have, that's super awesome. Um, and you may be sitting here, and God might be tugging on your heart. And I, I'm letting you know right now, if you want to get baptized tonight, you can. You might be like, oh, Jack, I don't have any shorts. We bought shorts for you. I don't have a shirt. We bought a shirt for you. Like, we have a towel. We have everything um, waiting for you. And so you might feel during this service that maybe God's tugging on your heart to say yes to him, to kind of walk that out. I'm going to talk to us about what baptism is. And so we'll make it real clear. We'll celebrate tonight. And then stick around because we got a free barbecue outside. You saw all the tables set up. Dickie's Barbecue is sponsored tonight. And enough food to fill you up and make you really happy. So... Sound good? It's going to be a great night. Uh, glad that you're here. Um, and so, again, if, if you are new, fill out the connection card. We'd love to connect that way. Answer any questions. You can see Amy at the, uh, the, in the foyer there at the, or lobby. I guess people don't use the word foyer anymore, do they? Okay, in the lobby. So if you're online, we've got Matt as our host tonight, and he can answer any questions for you. Well, we're going to start by praying for the church of the week. And so if you're here in the house, I just invite you to pray uh, with us, stand up with us, uh, join me in praying for Pathway of Hope, Foursquare Church, Pastor Karen. I've met her, and uh, their church is uh, kind of around this area a little bit further south. And so we're just praying for them. We do this for uh, every week, pick a church of the week to pray for. And so we want to pray for them and for our night tonight. And so um, also want to let you know, Many of you packed uh, the, the kits, the first aid kits that were going to Ukraine. They are mailing out this Tuesday. So pray that they would get to the places they need to go. We finally got the labels, and off they go this week. So let's pray. God, thanks for the opportunity for us to, to gather. Thanks for the opportunity for us to be a church that uh, does serving in different ways, whether it's helping people in Ukraine, whether it's helping people around the corner in food distributions and the host of ways that you've allowed this church to make a difference for you in this city. And God, we pray for Pathway tonight. And for Pastor Karen, we ask your blessing over her, her team. God, we need the church, not just our church, to be effective in reaching people and helping people across our city, pointing people to the hope and the love and the grace that we find in Jesus. And so tonight, we rally around him. We put all the spotlight on him. Jesus, you are the one that we want everyone to bump into 
and to be changed by. We thank you for the five or six tonight that are going forward in baptism. We ask your special blessing over them and the significance of this moment of them saying that they're going public with their faith with you. God, I pray for any that are here, that maybe you've been in the last few weeks kind of nudging them closer to a relationship with you. Not just a religious attention and affiliation, but an allegiance to you. God, for each one of us that have said yes to Jesus in the past or going to tonight or in the future, I pray that you'd help us to be more than a fan of Jesus but to step forward and be those followers that are letting our lives be changed. So in worship tonight, as we look into your word, as we celebrate baptism that's been a part of the church for 2,000 years, God, would your Holy Spirit move in our midst, shake us and change us, encourage us. Thanks that we get to have good barbecue and celebrate tonight. All of this is for you. Would you move through your Holy Spirit tonight, we pray. And everyone here said, Amen. All right, we got a lot to celebrate tonight, church. Amen. Let me try that again. We got a lot to celebrate tonight, church. Amen. All right, let's do this. Come on. There is a river where goodness flows, there is a fountain. The drowned sorrow, there is an ocean deeper than fear. The tide is rising, rising. There is a current stirring deep inside, it's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of heaven crushing over us, the tide is rising, rising.
just one word You calm the storm that surrounds me yeah, Just one word The darkness has to retreat yeah, Just one touch I feel the presence of heaven Just one touch my eyes were open to see My heart can't help but believe And there's nothing that our God can't do There's not a mountain that He can move Oh, praise the name that makes the way There's nothing that our God can't do Yeah, just one word You hear what's broken me. Just one word, and you revive every dream. Just one touch, I feel the power of heaven. Just one touch, my eyes were open to see. My heart can't help but believe. Praise the 
like a river wash over me Immerse me in water as deep as the sea Hide me in love, healing embrace Peace like a river Wash over me Let's worship your majesty I worship your holy name Jesus my everything All that I am is yours Come Holy Spirit
move of your spirit heaven break out come now in power cover this land like you've done it before would you do it again lord send revival lord send it now a move of your spirit heaven break out come now in power cover this land like you've done it before would you do it again oh send revival lord send it now a move of your spirit heaven break out come now in power cover this land like you've done it before would you do it again oh send revival So faithful. How awesome is it to come together as a community, Father, tonight that we get to celebrate the way that you are changing lives, the way that you pursue us, the way that you are actively engaged in pulling us closer. We are so, so thankful for what tonight stands for. I pray that tonight would encourage the saints, that those of us who know you and have known you for years, that we'd be drawn closer to you. And for those who haven't yet experienced your love or your touch or haven't opened the door yet, Father, I pray that tonight would be another imprint on their lives, another open door that they might walk through to let you in, to live the abundant life that you call us to, Father. So Lord, the stories tonight, these baptisms, God, we ask that those would be echoes within these walls, that you would send revival to this place, that we would play our part as Element City Church. We would bear that responsibility well. We wanna see revival. We wanna see your spirit changing lives. 
We want to see people responding to your love, your grace, and your mercy, no matter where they're at. You're so worthy of our praise, Father. We are so thankful tonight. We love you. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. Amen. Well, it is really good to, to gather for worship and to, to be here, whether you're joining us online or here in the house. Uh, glad to have you here. Um, I want you to think back to a special day. It might be different for each one of us watching here or those that are here. It may be a special day. It may be your graduation day. And maybe that's, uh, for, for some of you, maybe that's too far back, and it's like, I don't know if I can get there. Uh, but like, maybe it's graduation day for you, and it was just the significance of what that was, either making it through high school, maybe some of us, let's just be honest, we survived in advance, and that's awesome. Uh, for some of you, you excelled, and that was awesome for you. Uh, maybe it was uh, graduating from college, or maybe it's graduating with your master's degree. Maybe it's just graduating from the program, the, 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 the apprenticeship that you are part of, with the trade school you're in, or maybe it was a promotion and you got at work, and maybe it was your wedding day, um, and maybe it was a, a different moment, the birth of your kids, whatever special day it was, I want you to think back, pick one, and I want you to think about that moment, because my hunch is, for each one of us that may have picked a different moment in there, uh, my hunch is there is something special that you did. Uh, there was a practice uh, that you engaged in with that. Uh, I remember my wedding day, right? And uh, that was 26 years ago. I can still remember it. I had the, the butterflies and the goosebumps because I was like, I can't believe she said yes. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Uh, but like, so it was just a great day. Uh, there was uh, moments of each of my kids being born. Uh, there, there have been graduating from master's degree, four-year journey of that. That was a... Oh, that was such a wonderful finish line to cross. Uh, and anyone who's done extra education, you know, like, that's a challenge to do that while you're living life. And, and to accomplish that is a pretty sweet thing. And so uh, there were some practices that we did. So we'd maybe go out for dinner. There were some habits and things that we engaged in with those celebrations. And each special day, each special moment in life has some of those practices. We all have them. Your family may be different than our family was, but you have some significant things that you engaged in. And tonight we're leaning into the practice of baptism that has been around since the beginning of the church and actually before Jesus established the church. And so if you just think about that reality, what you're going to witness and what we get to participate in tonight for 2,000 years, like just let that sit with you for a second. I can't think of many things that are still being practiced 2,000, like there's a few, short list, 2,000 years later uh, that we're celebrating and being a part of. I want you to think of this reality. How did Jesus commence or begin his ministry? How did Jesus conclude his earthly ministry? It's interesting because it's the same answer, baptism. He commenced his ministry at 30 years old. He goes and he's baptized by John there in the Jordan. And that was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. 
He does a ministry for three years. And if you only do ministry for three years, how are you going to end it? Well, he ends it. So Matthew chapter 3 is the story of John baptizing Jesus and John even saying, I, I, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus saying, no, this is going to be fulfilling scripture and, and I want people to do this. And so you can read it for yourself in Matthew chapter 3. In Matthew chapter 28, the very, some of the very last words of Jesus to his earliest disciples was, I want you, all power and authority has been given to me. I want you to go and make disciples, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I'll be with you always. I think Jesus watches every single baptism on the planet. Why? Because I think Jesus leans in to every moment where someone says, Jesus, I love you. Because here's what I know about you. You lean in into every moment where someone significant in your life says, I love you. I care about you. I acknowledge you. And so baptism is this incredible part of life that Jesus has this ministry that lasted only three years, and yet he bookends it with his baptism and then telling us as followers, hey, I want you to make disciples and baptize people. This practice is to be a part of it because there's something symbolic and beautiful about this. Uh, there are two extremes people could take with baptism. One is one group says baptism is not necessary to go to heaven, therefore it's not a big deal. There's another extreme where people say, well, baptism uh, is necessary to go to heaven, and therefore they make it a big deal. And the truth is, it actually lies right in the middle. Uh, because scripturally, what we know is both groups are half right. Baptism's unnecessary in order to go to heaven. It is only by faith in Jesus alone. That's what the scriptures declare. But it is a big deal. Because we only have two ordinances that Christ established for the church. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. And we practice the Lord's Supper monthly or so around here, and we engage in that to remember Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection. And that's really the picture behind baptism. It's a picture of our life dying with Christ and raising to new life. It's a picture of what he did, lived his life, died, and rose again, and that we get to live off what he accomplished in uh, baptism is a symbolism of that and leaning into that. And just like any scholar or saint can't fully understand it, the reality is the human mind can't fully explain the significance and the heavenly beauty of baptism. It's kind of like a harmonica trying to play Beethoven. I like a harmonica, but I think it ruins classical music, if we're just honest. Anyone here play the harmonica? If you do and you can play Beethoven, I would love to hear it sometime. And then I will tell you if you're wrong. Um, but <clears throat> baptism is kind of like this incredible, beautiful jewel that set aside, it just has a beauty on its own. But when you put it in the context of everything that Jesus accomplished and in his life, and you put it into, against the, the darkness of our sin and the beauty of the cross and the splendor of the grace of Jesus, it just illuminates in a way that is symbolic and beautiful. Baptism is that step for us who have come to a place where we've said yes to Jesus, that we're going all in on him, and this is a tangible, practical practice that can say, hey, I want the world to know that I've chosen Jesus because he first chose me. 
and, and I'm going to go public with my faith, in essence. I'm going to live out what Paul talks about in Romans, and we'll kind of get there in a second. Baptism is this initial step. Baptism is an act of worship. Just like we gather to sing songs every Sunday, and that's a part of worship, but how we live our life is worship. It's not it's way more than just singing a song. But baptism is an act of worship. It's saying I'm, I'm pledging my allegiance to Jesus. That my highest allegiance in life isn't to the realities of what the world tries to promote. My highest allegiance is to Jesus and his sacrifice of what he accomplished on the cross that I could never accomplish. And baptism is worship. Baptism is a reminder that we cannot save ourselves. And there's a reality of a condition I was born with, and you were too. I was born into sin in the human perspective. The scriptures declare this reality that in the brokenness of humanity, every single one of us, uh, yes, we are given the DNA from our parents, and that is a part of who you are, but you also have a sin condition that you're born into, and it's not any fault of yours, you just inherited it, and so did I. And I can't do anything to fix that. I can't do enough good things to fix that in the sight of a holy and perfect God. In fact, it's like God looked at human, the human race and the human condition of your soul and my soul, and he said, there's no way they can fix it. I've got to do something. And so Jesus was sent to accomplish what you could never accomplish and what I could never accomplish. In living a perfect, sinless life, dying as a sacrifice on behalf of your sins and my sins, my brokenness and your brokenness, and then rising again basically to say the check cleared. God accepts his payment on your behalf. Here's what Paul gets at. He says it like this in Romans chapter 6. So the first part of Romans is kind of building this case of the reality that we all have this sin condition. We all have this brokenness and a separation from God that we cannot fix in and of ourselves and on our own. Here's how he goes. And he says, chapter 6, verse 3. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined uh, him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with him in death, we also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful self were crucified with Christ, that sin might lose its power in our life. We are no longer slaves to sin. Now, I still sin. You still sin. We still mess up. We still do things that are broken. And we all have that choice. We still do that as a follower of Jesus. But the reality is Jesus made a one-time payment that covers over your brokenness and your mistakes and your sin and your shame and covers over mine. And being a person of Christian faith means I accept that. I'm accepting what Jesus did that I could never accomplish. Because otherwise, it's up to me to try to accomplish something and try to, to get the approval of a perfect and holy God by the way I live and hope at the end he'll let me into heaven because I'm good enough. Well, here's the reality. You'll never be good enough, and if God lets you into heaven, you'd ruin the place. And I would too, except of what Paul is saying here. When Jesus accomplished on the cross, took your payment, took my payment, accomplished something of his righteousness for ours, and he's exchanging our brokenness for his perfection. 
And that's what we celebrate in baptism. I made that decision when I was young. I accepted Christ, I asked him into my heart, and then I wanted to go public with my faith. I got baptized when I was about eight years old. I still remember that. Here's what we're praying that tonight, those who come forward in baptism would have kind of a mile marker moment. You have mile marker moments. You have mile marker moments in your life where you look back, it was either something that's significant, beautiful that happened, maybe something challenging that happened, but it marked that moment and you can never forget that. You always kinda, your attention goes back there. We're praying that this baptism would be one of those moments for these that are coming here tonight. This is about listening and leaning into the gospel, that you were in trouble and you could not fix it on your own, but God provided a way. Here's what Paul says in Ephesians. For it's by grace that you've been saved through faith, faith in Jesus, what he accomplished. This is not from yourself, it's a gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast about it. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. And everyone's welcome, but you, you are welcome when you admit, I need Jesus. That's the point. He is a savior, but he will, he's a gentleman. He's not gonna force people into being saved. And so this whole last series and follow has been this idea of trying to have this conversation that Jesus says, hey, I, I want you to follow me. And, and following Jesus is being more than just a fan of Jesus. There's a lot of people who are a fan of Jesus. He's a good guy, did a lot of good things, had a lot of nice things to say. I don't know too many people that are mad at Jesus. I know a lot of people that are fans of Jesus. Good job, Jesus. But a fan is different than a follower. See, a follower says, I'm pledging my allegiance to Jesus. I recognize that I need him as a savior. I recognize that I need him to be the leader of my life, and I participate in that. It's not a passive thing. But now I'm participating under his leadership and over, under his guidance as he leads me forward. Baptism is publicly announcing I'm not ashamed of Jesus. It's saying to people, I believe that Jesus really did come and that he lived the life that I could not live and that he died and that he rose again so that I can find life with God through faith in him. That's the gospel. That's what's preached when we see baptism. We're believing in Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection. And now that gets to have claim over me also. And it's not up to me to try to earn God's approval now. I already have it because I'm, I'm kind of linked up with Jesus now. And that is the permanent partnership that I now have. We love, 1 John 4.19 says this, we love because he first loved us. Jesus went first. And now baptism is us saying, Jesus, I'm all in on you because you went all in on me. And so, uh, I don't know if you remember Pat Summerall, he used to be a Monday Night Football announcer. Uh, he got saved later in life uh, and came to the Christian faith in his 60s. And he said this about water baptism. I went down in the water and when I came up, I felt 40 pound weight lift off of me. Listen, this is just normal water. There's nothing special about it. We didn't put pixie dust or anything. Okay, so it's just water, but the beauty, again, the significance of what you're gonna witness and what we get to celebrate as a church is people who have said yes to Jesus. 
and, and he is in the process of changing their lives as they follow after him. And that's what we get to celebrate tonight. I'm gonna encourage you to celebrate that. Like, does that mean I want you to cheer? Yeah, I want you to cheer louder for Jesus than a football game. And I love football. I love to cheer at football. But I wanna cheer louder here because this has greater significance. It's hard to fully capture, I think, the divinity and the beauty of this moment. It's kinda of like playing Beethoven on a harmonica. Because the reality is, I think all heaven rejoices. I think Jesus watches every single one. I think it moves him every single time. Because you're moved every single time. Someone leans in your direction and says, I just want you to know I love you. I care about you. I'm so thankful you're in my life. And that's what baptism is getting to say to Jesus. I choose you. It's in and through baptism that we publicly declare our personal decision of faith and a new direction of faith. I got married 26 years ago. I really have a hard time getting this ring off. <clears throat> okay. Oh no, I'm unmarried. Am I? How many of you have ever lost your wedding ring? A side of confession. Okay, so you're not alone. There was a lot of people that had their hand up. This ring is just a ring. It's an outward symbol of an inner decision I made 26 years ago. If I take it off, it's not, I'm not unmarried. Baptism is an outward symbol of an inner decision that we've made to say yes to Jesus. And so, church, as we prepare for baptism, here's what's gonna happen, okay? I'm gonna walk you through it. Because I think there's someone here tonight that should say yes to baptism, that maybe hasn't told me yet, and tonight's your night. And I know you're freaking out right now, but that's okay, because you can do this. I know you forgot shorts, that's fine, we have them. I know you forgot a shirt, that's fine, we have them. Do you have two feet? We're good, that's all we need. Um, and so, the reality is, we're gonna have a baptism here in a moment. Uh, Gabe gets to baptize his daughter, Naomi, and uh, we're excited for that. We want to celebrate Naomi, uh, and in a moment, I'm going to finish. I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn it over to Gabe. We're going to worship following that, and I'm going to invite everyone who has said yes to being baptized tonight to join me right over here on the side door. If you are sitting here and you're feeling like, man, I've been at this church for the last few weeks, and I, I think I've said yes to Jesus, and like, I need to let people know that, or I, and maybe this is your public way of saying yes to Jesus, then tonight's your night. And, and this can be that symbol in your life that can mark your life for the rest of your life that you said yes to him and that you're choosing to follow him because he said yes to you first. And so I want you to consider that and I want you to think about it. We've got everything you need and we'll be able to celebrate you tonight as well. Make sense? So it's not a big fanfare, it's not a big, you know, we're not trying to get all emotional here, but we wanna celebrate what God's doing in the lives of people. Because God is the one who changes hearts. We just get to celebrate that. And then we're gonna eat like kings and queens tonight. It's gonna be awesome. So, sound good? So we're gonna worship here in a little bit in the midst of all these, I, worship loud, and then we're gonna put our attention on baptisms, we're gonna worship some more, and then we'll conclude at some point and we'll go eat food. Sound good? 
That's where we're going. So if you are ready to get baptized tonight, as soon as Gabe is done, then I want you to head right over here and meet me. And we want to celebrate you tonight. And so, Gabe, Naomi, I'm so excited for you, Naomi. So Naomi, I can think of a time, uh, maybe a little bit over six years ago at this point, um, that God uh, wove your story with our story together. Um, and I, I can't tell you, uh, I've never been prouder or more honored to be your dad uh, in this moment with your commitment to follow Jesus. Now I'm so excited to know and see how God unfolds your story, such a unique story to touch the lives of other people. So Naomi, Lynn Seacrest, have you committed to following Jesus Christ? Yes. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's awesome, right? You guys want to stand? We're going to keep worshiping tonight. We got some more baptism planned. This is going to be a great, uh, it's going to be a great night. Amen. I call on your name 
Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. a couple days later uh, where he prayed to receive Christ and uh, and today he comes to publicly declare that faith in front of you we get to celebrate so Chris have you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Yes. Then it is my privilege to baptize you my friend in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit he's in one of our discipleship groups right now with Lyle and so this way.
Amen. So much to celebrate, right, church? Can I say there's joy in the house of the Lord tonight? Can I say there's joy in the house of the Lord tonight? Can we sing this together? Let's sing it with all we got. Amen. Here we go.
friends, one more. This is my friend Michael. And, uh, you, know, you may know Michael as one of our safety guys around here, keeping watch over us. Uh, I got to be in a discipleship group with Michael last year, and it's been just a real joy to watch your faith grow. I know you've been a follower of Jesus for a while, but kind of tiptoed around this idea of baptism. And uh, you were just telling me, this is kind of that moment that's becoming a definitive moment for you. And we're excited to celebrate that. So, Michael, you said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Then it's my honor as your friend to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. This one on there it is it's not too late it's not too late if there's anybody here if you want to get baptized i know i sound like the televangelist right now we're for only five dollars you can purchase i'm kidding but there's time there's still time so if, if you're feeling that tug in your heart that you're ready to be obedient to follow after jesus and you want to make that first step of obedience what's that that's right see we even got jack popping out so all right, anywho, uh, we wanna, here's the deal. You can grab a seat real quick. Uh, we're gonna go outside. We're about to have some barbecue. And the reason we're gonna do that is we say that we wanna be a church that's about discipling people at Elements. And what is a disciple? It's someone who knows and follows Jesus. It's someone who's committed to the mission of Jesus. It's someone who's becoming like Jesus. And so if we wanna be about those three things, we need to celebrate when one of those things happens. It'd be easy for us to be a church to just say, hey, it was Easter last week and we had X amount of people in the building. That's cool when people come in. But that's not what changes lives. What changes lives is when people make the commitment to follow him. And when they get to enter into a community like this, where they're held accountable, where they're helped along the path to see what it is to follow after Jesus, and when they're obedient to him. That's what this is all about. And so we wanna make as much noise as possible for every one of the people who said yes to being baptized tonight. That's right, give it up. Amen. Amen. So just a couple of real quick things that we wanna remind you of. Uh, for one, we do giving around here a little bit differently. We've got the boxes that are in the back. Most people give online. So if that's part of your step of being obedient is just God saying, hey, I want you to support the local church. Uh, that's how we do that. We do that through the app is probably the easiest way. Uh, but if you've got cash and you wanna drop it in an envelope, you can do that at the back. Uh, so thanks to those of you who partner with us uh, and who do give. Uh, it helps us to do some great things and we're excited uh, that Man, we just, we, there's been a lot of momentum. There's so many great things that God's doing through the church, and a lot of it's because of you and the things that you all are saying yes to. So be proud of yourselves, and uh, let's keep it going, you know? Two, uh, we've got the baseball game coming up this Friday, April 29th. It's going to be a youth fundraiser. So what are you guys doing Friday night? Anyone doing anything? That's right, you're going to the baseball game. We're gonna go see U of A. They're playing Nevada, so you can buy tickets out in the lobby. They're 10 bucks for the tickets. Like I said, that's a youth fundraiser. So uh, you can show up at the game, you can buy the tickets there, uh, but you won't be in the section where we're all at. So if you wanna sit with the cool kids, all right, make sure you go back to the lobby, 10 bucks, grab a ticket, you'll help put a kid to, uh, put a kid, that sounds terrible. You'll help send one of our students to camp. 
That's way better. All right, and lastly, next week, we're starting the Sermon on the Mount series. We're gonna be doing that all through the summer. So we've uh, made it a goal to go through the Gospels uh, since Jack has been the pastor here uh, and been the teaching pastor for, gosh, nine and a half years now. We've made it through all the Gospels, but here's the last bit. We haven't covered the Sermon on the Mount. We did the Beatitudes, if you remember that last year, but this time we're finally covering the Sermon on the Mount. This is actually the most commentated section of the Bible of all time. There are more commentaries on the Sermon on the Mount. That's how important uh, these words of Jesus are. And so we wanted to do that justice. That's why we're giving it its own series. That starts next week. You're all hungry. You want me to shut up. Let's stand up. We're gonna bless the barbecue that's coming. Uh, So Dickie's Barbecue's bringing the food. Uh, So we're we're gonna pray uh, to get out of here and uh, to go eat some delicious barbecue and hang out and just jumping castle. If one of you adults wants to get into it, that'd get really awkward. So I don't know. I'm not saying no. Anywho, let's pray. God, thanks for tonight. Thanks for just the the wonderful story that you're writing uh, for the six individuals tonight uh, who wanted to make this public declaration that they're ready and they're willing to follow you for the rest of their lives. Jesus, we each want to reaffirm our commitment to you in that way as well. It's our responsibility as a church, if we're gonna do that well, to to come alongside each other, to strengthen each other, to do that well. And so that's my prayer of blessing over those who were baptized tonight, God. Would you surround them with the people that they need from this church, from this community, to help them walk out their faith in obedience to you, Jesus, to become more like you, to be committed to the mission uh, that you're all about, Jesus. That's what we wanna be about as a church as well. We pray for the food that's coming tonight, God. Would you bless this time of fellowship? Would you bless this food to our bodies? May it be calorie-free in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen.